Where to next podcast, season one, episode one. Hey there, I'm Angelica, your host and producer, and welcome aboard to the first episode of our monthly podcast, Where to Next, brought to you by the Office of International Safety and Security here at Kennesaw State University. In this space, we talk about all things student travel, from what to pack to navigating identity while abroad. So fasten your seatbelts, all of you globetrotters and adventure seekers, as we prepare for takeoff. Okay, so I'm excited for our topic today. In light of October being LGBTQ History Month, we will journey through the topic of LGBTQ travel, how to prepare yourself for interacting with different cultures, and also how to move within various societies, all while navigating and defining your identity while being abroad. We are also going to give you resources near the end of the video so that our KSU travelers, specifically within the queer community, are well informed for their future travels and their adventures once travel resumes. Now I keep saying we, who are we? So with me today on this call is Aaron Rash, my partner in crime of the Where To Next podcast and the director of the Office of International Safety and Security. Aaron, how are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. Very good. Also with us today is Danny Alexander, the coordinator for the Cultural and Community Centers for the LGBTQ Resource Center and the Women's Resource Center, and our very first guest. Danny, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. We're excited for this conversation. So two things we want to get out the way. First, pronouns, uh, how we identify. So I'm she, her, and hers. I'm also she, I use they hers. <laughs> yes. And they, them, theirs. Very good. Okay. Also, another thing. So previously, I said queer and LGBTQ. Some people might prefer other terms, uh, but we just wanted to make sure that we set a foundation of what we're going to be saying in this podcast, just to let you all know. Okay. And without further ado, let's go ahead and dive into these topics. For traveling, especially within the queer community, there are certain questions that we feel people should ask themselves and they should consider, especially when planning out their travels. And that first question that comes to mind is the country that you're traveling to, what are the social attitudes uh, specifically towards the queer community? And this term social attitude is, it can be unpacked a lot. So what do you all think about that? I definitely think um, kind of any identity when you are going to another culture, another context, really taking the time to do your research. Um, you are the visitor. So kind of what's the norm there, what's acceptable there, um, and, and kind of having that background knowledge. Um, I totally agree that, that social attitude piece, there's, there's a lot to that um, because Laws and policies might say one thing, but if cultural norm is a little different, then you know, that's something else to be navigated. But I, in doing that research, um, maybe there's certain countries that you feel are, are more LGBTQ inclusive, some that aren't, but hopefully that doesn't feel like a dissuading from traveling, but just being more aware of where you're going. 
Absolutely. I agree. Definitely. Research is key. Um, in many of the more LGBTQ inclusive communities, of course, there are going to be um, definitely pockets and, and a vibrant life. And there's going to be people who are you know, going to accept and embrace your lifestyle. But even in places where LGBTQ lifestyle is legal, there may still be some social norms and some attitudes that are pervasive and may put you at risk in certain locations for engaging in certain activities such as public displays of affection. So you just want to do that research on the front end so you know kind of what to expect and can adjust accordingly um, and know going in kind of what the climate will be, so to speak. Definitely. Preparation is key when it comes to traveling. It definitely helps things run smoother and making sure you check out, checking out those social attitudes like the laws and like how um, the culture is and what is accepted and what's maybe not accepted. And also seeing what are the rights. Uh, of course, as a traveler, you are a visitor in that country, but what are the rights of the community within that country? Um, and seeing how they are treated because that could be kind of a telltale or uh, putting yourself uh, in that situation before you actually go so you can see what to anticipate. And Erin, you brought up a really good point about especially within the social attitudes and the social norms with the PDA. Culture is different everywhere you go. Um, even in Georgia, there, it's just different. Atlanta is different from um, outside the perimeter OTP. Uh, we might encounter different cultures than between different states. And of course, with countries, it's going to be vastly different. And so some things that might fly here or might not fly here might be the complete opposite when you go to uh, the country that you want to go to. PDA is definitely one of them. Another one might be, you know, style or your clothes or wardrobe. Some communities are very conservative while others, you know, they're a bit more, more liberal. You can wear what you want. Oh, that's a great point. Yes, there are definitely uh, many countries where the expectations are to dress very much so uh, conservatively and very much according to specific gender um, norms and, and even stereotypes in some regards. Um, so I think it's very important to be aware of that and even just where you're going, even in Europe, if you're going into a, into a church, something as simple as, as covering up your arms and, and things of that nature um, are definitely considerations. Again, that's kind of a little broader than our topic today, but it's a great point that you brought up about what to wear and how you visibly present yourself. Culture is very layered and nuanced and the physical aspect, what we see, what we encounter and, and how we dress is the very first thing we, we encounter before we really get deep and get to know someone. And so it can kind of be like armor a little bit in some situations, dressing according to what is expected. I definitely yeah. agree. Yeah, that's definitely, I, I feel like with clothes and style, especially, you know, people, that's how they express themselves. You know, that's the first thing people see, like you said, with the, I like how you said the armor point that's definitely a good analogy because sometimes that is your first line of defense when it's the first thing people see another thing that that's more specific to the queer community would be gendering or rather misgendering could be an issue especially while you're abroad and i think this this might stem from the fact that people just aren't aware they aren't aware of 
the different identities or how you would like to be identified. And so uh, when it comes to maybe saying your pronouns, like we on this podcast, we can say our pronouns, <laughs> but when you're abroad somewhere, it might not be the safest thing to do. So misgendering might be something that our travelers might encounter. I agree with uh, the armor analogy in the sense of having a little bit of preparedness, uh, knowing that you might be entering some situations, some conversations that you might want to be prepared for in terms of it might feel a little uncomfortable on, on occasion. Um, I think another thing to think about before you go, so to speak, is what it will be like to go through a, a check-in process, TSA or getting on a boat, getting on a train, the documents part of it, you know, making sure that if the sex marker on something or the name on something doesn't quite line up, are you ready for that conversation? Um, I think the most uncomfortable thing is when it's sort of a surprise that, oh yeah, I forgot that it, it, it doesn't line up the way I want it to right now. And so now I have to talk about that. Um, but doing what you can to have things lined up before you go, if that's not the case, kind of having your, your cover story, so to speak. You know, I know for the purposes of checking in to get onto the plane, I'm going to have to use maybe a dead name. I'm going to have to acknowledge that the marker that is not accurate is what's on my passport or whatever the case may be. Um, often just having that, I know this is just what it is, at least as a means to an end, can save you a little bit of grief. Um, and then while you are in your place of, uh, that, that you're visiting, also being aware of, yeah, misgendering might happen because cultural perception is a little different. Pronouns may exist as, as you are familiar with them. Maybe they don't. And uh, that it's not necessarily an attack on you. You're just in a different context right now. I love that you brought up the point about the preparation, um, even before you go, the packing, the paperwork. And that really made me think about, especially um, HRT, hormone replacement therapy, and how challenging that can be to plan out, especially if you're going to be traveling for a long period of time and you are in process of transitioning or recently um, transitioned. And that is a consideration. And so I'm wondering if you had any advice or considerations um, for travelers that they could keep in mind if that is a concern? Absolutely. I myself am on HRT and I have to make sure what's my plan for my needles? Do I, am I bringing a sharps container? Are there any laws and policies around medical disposal um, that maybe I should be aware of? Um, if you are taking a hormone replacement therapy that is in pill form. Is there, are there any considerations that you might want to, to look up um, beforehand about how your pills have to be stored? Um, depending on the length of your trip, are you planning out how much medication you'll need um, and bringing what you need and maybe a little extra? Um, and then identifying what medical care will look like um, and if, if you should need it. Uh, bringing any documents that might be relevant uh, with you, making sure that you've got a contact in the United States or, you know, your country of origin 
um, that you can, if I need you to fax this over, to call this number, I, if I needed help connecting to my medical care in the United States, you could help me do that. Um, and then that's just a good practice. And across the board, having someone, you know, back home who has your itinerary, but especially as an LGBTQ person, um, kind of having that level of protection. I love it. Yeah, that was cool. I also want to jump in and say that um, students who are traveling with the university through an education abroad program or maybe as a registered student organization or with athletics, we do have CISI insurance, which is international supplemental insurance, which students can use. And so if they do have those considerations or concerns, they can def definitely leverage that insurance to try and figure out what their game plan is, what the availability is of medications while they're abroad, uh, all of those legality concerns, they have a resource that they can tap into. And for those who are not traveling with uh, the education abroad programs or just going for independent, fun, personal travels, I would encourage them to think about maybe looking into some of these uh, medical insurance for travel in order to address those concerns. Very good. This awesome. was all great stuff. We're going to take a very quick break. We have a couple of announcements that we would like to do. So sit tight. We'll see you later. Hey there, this is Reese from the LGBTQ Resource Center. We have some fantastic events coming up to celebrate October. On October 2nd, we'll be doing Queer Foam Friday Picnic Edition featuring Love, Simon. On the 8th and 9th, we'll be doing the coming out monologues at 7.30 via Zoom. On October 15th, we'll be doing hashtag Spirit Day, where you can wear the color purple to show your support for the LGBTQ community. And October 30th, we'll be doing Kennesaw Pride Alliance's Pride Gala at 8 p.m. on the Marietta Campus Ballrooms. We hope to see you there soon. Hey there, this is Vanessa from Education Abroad. While there is a pause on travel currently, this is a great time to start planning to take your education to the next level, international. Have you ever thought about studying abroad but don't know how to approach it? Well, the Virtual Education Abroad Fair is the place for you. Whether you're a first-time traveler or you're a seasoned pro, the Virtual Education Abroad Fair will be open to everyone. At the fair, we'll be presenting programs from various departments going all over the world. Our program coordinators will also be there to answer your questions. By the time travel starts again, you'll have your program picked out, application all set, and maybe even bags packed. So be on the lookout for more information about the fair on our website soon, and hopefully we'll see you there. And we are back. Thank you for sitting tight. We will continue our conversation with LGBTQ travel. One thing that we keep on reiterating is preparation. It's important to plan. We were talking about um, medical purposes, especially. That's very important. And right now, I just want to pose the question of, Gauging if there's going to be a queer scene that you could possibly go into or having that support system, knowing where that support is in the country of travel, that could definitely save you a lot of time and stress. One way is to look up on Facebook groups um, or Instagram, going online and seeing uh, where past travelers have gone to or what groups are of for maybe just traveling or trying different cafes or restaurants that is friendly and that's a safe space for people? I totally agree. Um, I think social media is a really good place to look to see kind of what are the people there already doing to build community um, as well as what are 
the sort of go-to cities. I think even with Georgia, within Georgia, you know, Athens is a really cool place to go. Atlanta is a really cool place to go. Savannah is a really cool place to go. So in the same uh, context, you know, looking at the country of travel for where are the really cool cities? What's a really cool club or a bookstore even? Um, especially in Europe, there's some awesome LGBTQ related uh, bookstores to check out. So and doing your research for the fun stuff as well um, to find out where the the places that maybe this entire trip I won't be as out as I might want, but here is something I can add to my trip that really affirms who I am. Absolutely, yes. And I, there are many stories that I've heard just in my limited time working in international education that students, they go abroad and they really have a chance to be themselves and they engage with these communities and they make these connections and they feel more comfortable and more at home with their identity while they're abroad in a new location learning about themselves and it's just fascinating to me that that it takes leaving your identity to find yourself i definitely agree with that mainly because sometimes we don't know that we're kind of holding back while we're here at home because it's at home we're comfortable you know but we really do find ourselves once we leave that comfort zone and we figure out like oh i i can do more, I can be more, I can explore things, you know? And I think that having that freedom and also having that support system and allyship around you, that can really set the, set the tone and also be a good foundation to just explore and try different things while you're abroad. Also on the topic of allyship, allies. Let's talk about that. They also play a role in this. How would we identify an ally abroad? Having those conversations that might be a little bit tricky. <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely could be tricky. And I think it depends on the context. It depends on are we talking about, you know, finding an affirming place to stay? Or is it uh, talking about like, sort of reading the room? Um, if you're going to a restaurant or something like that, like maybe holding hands is not appropriate or um, the conversations that you're having, um, are some conversations better left to have in your hotel room and maybe not out in public. Um, but for kind of finding your allies, I think that's where that research of the country uh, beforehand comes in. So knowing if a business is advertising certain services or the language they're using is inclusive. Um, they're not being specific about gender or they're not being specific about who is allowed to access this. Um, those could be some good markers, um, but it, it really does depend on, I would say, the country, of course, but finding the markers that either a group of some kind, some kind of organization within the country has already identified as these are businesses who have a rainbow flag up or if they uh, use a gender neutral pronoun in their advertisements, things, finding those sort of cues um, can be really helpful. And then for the people you're traveling with, um, kind of having some understanding with them. Like when we are out in public, this, these are the pronouns we're going to use and or we won't use pronouns at all. Um, this is how we're all going to dress, uh, pairing people up, so to speak, of these are the 
the people who, like, you're traveling buddy, right? So who visually might give you a little more protection um, to be walking with, to be sitting with, so on and so forth. Um, so kind of having a game plan with the people you're traveling with as well. Definitely. Um, it goes back to that whole in, bystander intervention, which you mentioned with having a game plan with those you travel with, but also um, context does matter so much. And especially if you are traveling to a location that is much more conservative, um, you really do have to employ situational awareness. You can't have a lot of these conversations, as Danny mentioned, in very crowded locations and amongst people that you don't really trust. There has to be a level of intuition that comes into play. You have to have that level of, of trust um, in order to be able to really have those those conversations and be as authentic as you'd like to be in the absence of a lot of those markers that, that Danny pointed out. To piggyback off of what you said, Erin, and also what you said, Danny, gauging the atmosphere, the room, when you walk into an establishment, what are, what are the vibes? What are you getting when you walk in? Are people just going about their business or do you feel that you're people are kind of glancing or staring at you, um, really looking at the situation and seeing if you feel safe, not if everyone else feels safe. This, at this moment, it's about you. It's okay to be selfish at this point because right now you really have to gauge if you want to stay or if you want to leave. Um, and sometimes it, it's okay to leave with a buddy system, of course, we're talking about that. But um, it's okay to really think about yourself and how you're feeling in that moment and gauging what you're comfortable with. Also talking about comfortability and what you are okay with. One thing that we've been alluding to but not really getting to it is tolerance level. And tolerance level differs wherever you go. Like we were saying, it really depends on the context. And the question is, what is your tolerance level when it comes to intolerance? So thinking about that before you leave. And again, when you're planning this, it's good to plan. But also when you go to the country, understanding that things might change, you might have a different perception about the environment. And so when you have those conversations with people and you're starting to get certain cues, like if, if this is friendly, if this is not friendly, if it's safe, if it's not safe, um, understanding what you are willing to talk about and what you're willing to really hear coming from people. So what do you all think about that? One thing that I tell students all the time is um, having space and grace. So giving people the space to be maybe unfamiliar, to not understand, um, as we mentioned before, maybe they're not familiar with your pronouns. And so it's difficult to expect somebody to do something that they, they really don't have a lot of relationship to. Um, giving them the grace to, if you find yourself in a situation where someone, they are trying, there's no outright disrespect happening. They're just not quite sure how best to, to relate to you. Um, giving them that grace that I understand that what you're trying to do is to refer to myself and my partner, and maybe you're not using the term I'd like, but it's not out of discrimination that you aren't. Um, and giving yourself some space as well to, to be uncomfortable to, you know, um, as you mentioned just now uh, about if, what are the vibes? And maybe it's not comfortable 
then yeah, be a little selfish. Go somewhere else, do something else, take care of yourself. Give yourself that care um, to make sure you are, are enjoying your vacation, your study abroad time, and um, that you don't feel like it is stressful for you to enjoy your, your time. Definitely going back to the Oracle of Delphi, know thyself. If you know that you really don't want an experience that is going to be stressful, you don't want to put yourself into an environment where there could be some some clash of ideals um, and, and perceptions, then doing the research on the front end, going to sites like Equaldex will give you sort of a, a meter, a gauge with which you can assess your own level of risk comfort level and risk tolerance and the level of tolerance or intolerance in another country. So again, goes back to that research um, preparation thing that we've, we've hit on several times throughout this uh, podcast, but I, I think it's important to, to do that footwork ahead of time so that you are going in um, with some level of, of understanding. Mm -hmm. And this, this can be applied to different situations, but also language and brought more broadly communication, really understanding the country that you're in, understanding how they communicate. Uh, I know from my personal experience, I would say here in the U.S., like we engage in small talk, but it's mainly like surface level things. We tend to keep it pretty, pretty chill. Whereas with, uh, within other countries, in my experience, upon first meeting, if they find that you're a traveler, you know, it's like you've been to all these places, it's very interesting, it's, it's intriguing to them. And so they will ask questions left and right. And it might be a bit personal, you may think, the questions, especially if you're first meeting the person. Um, and so again, gauging the situation, are they extremely excited to meet you and happy to make a new friend? Or do you think that it's a different case? And so just making sure that we have the communication down pat before we leave as much as we can. Once you get to the place, you'll actually start the practice of communicating like the culture and the community that you'll be in. But just keeping that in mind. So speaking of culture, I'm curious for Danny, do you have any tips for, for faculty or staff on how we can be allies? I think also researching and being prepared um, and being proactive rather than reactive. So um, kind of preparing for a situation where someone has an experience where I'm not sure if that went the way I wanted, it was a little uncomfortable, I'm, I, I need to process it. So I think as a faculty or staff person, being equipped as much as you can be um, to, to kind of talk through, well, in this culture, this may have been what you witnessed and, you know, talk, talk to me about what happened, how it happened, um, and, and helping a student navigate the, the processing of it um, and being equipped yourself. But then also knowing what resources exist for you. Um, so are you connected to, to this office in particular? Um, are you um, looking at a student, um, an educational broad experience and how you can support students when they are in a cultural context they're unfamiliar with overall, um, LGBTQ identity or otherwise, um, and being familiar with laws and policies um, that students may not realize may impact them until they get there, but you've already got that knowledge. 
Nice. So that was the faculty and staff side. How about student travelers? I know just to uh, put one thing in there, again, gauging. And also if, for example, your friend, if you all are at a cafe or out and about somewhere in the country that you're traveling to or within, and you, your friend might say, hey, I'm, I'm kind of feeling uncomfortable about this, uh, or I'm kind of feeling a little uneasy about this person over there or what's happening in this situation. You're free to ask why, but also if someone says they're uncomfortable, chances are they want, they're uncomfortable and they want to do something about it, probably exit the situation. And so making sure that you provide them the space to, to either leave or uh, talk about it or just making sure you're providing kind of like a blank slate and your friend or your travel companion really does feel comfortable in this situation. Definitely agree. And I think um, something that students have mentioned to me before is how are you engaging with others in, outside of your group while you're in the country? So um, I mentioned, you know, if, if there's certain conversations that might be better left to a private setting, not being in a public setting, um, being aware of that, but also what apps are you engaging in? And um, maybe now is not the time to be on Grindr or Tinder, but if you so choose, how are you doing that in a smart way? Um, and what are you kind of, uh, I won't say letting your friends get away with, but you know, what are you noticing about how they are, are spending their time in, in um, the country of travel? Are they engaging in safe situations and safe behaviors? Um, and what is their backup plan? Are they going with a buddy? Um, being an ally in terms of, hey, I want you to be safe while we're here, both for are you dressing the way that might be most appropriate? Do you have that armor, uh, so to speak, before you leave? Um, are you helping your, your friends, your travel mates to be aware of context? Um, are you the one that notices that maybe that person across the room is sort of giving us a weird look? Maybe we should find someplace else uh, to, to go today. Um, so kind of being the eyes and ears and looking out for each other um, and helping your friends make good decisions. <laughs> yes, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> Great. Also, just to say this, we are giving you things to think about, certain situations to keep in mind when you're traveling abroad, things to prepare for, but also traveling. Overall, it's a great experience. Ask any traveler, I guarantee you about over 90% of the time, they'll say it was fantastic, life-changing. I want to go again. When can I go again? So though these things might seem scary or off-putting, please don't let that affect if you want to travel or not. Really get out there. Go. There's so much to see. Definitely. Travel is pure possibility. It really is. And I think you can you end up pleasantly surprised of uh, places that Maybe on paper, you thought like, I don't know, this might be a real challenge to, to be in this place and to enjoy this experience. And everyone you met was incredibly kind. Those questions that they were asking really were all excited. I wanna know more about you, that's so interesting. It, it turns out to be fantastic. So um, do your research, but don't let it stop you from 
actually delving into the culture and enjoying yourself when you're there. Agreed. Definitely. Sometimes you'll, you'll be surprised at what, you know, misconceptions you end up debunking when you put yourself out there. Most definitely. And of course, our doors are open, virtually speaking. <laughs> so the LGBTQ Resource Center, they're open. Uh, we're open over here at OISS, Office of International Safety and Security. If you have any questions, we are literally here for you as the KSU traveler. So please don't hesitate to email us, call us. Um, we can set up virtual uh, advising sessions. And also resources, Erin mentioned this before, Equaldex is a really good website that you can see just various different countries and seeing what their laws are, what, uh, what the social attitudes are, like we talked about earlier in the podcast. And Danny, you mentioned before um, with TSA protocols and also going through checkpoints at the airport, a really good website for that is the National Center for Transgender Equality. They go into detail more about that and resources for um, transgender travelers. And something uh, to add about the National Center of Transgender Equality, they actually have a search engine um, that you can search by state. So also within the United States, you can find out the laws, policies, and procedure about a legal name change, um, if you're trying to get a passport change, driver's license. So it also helps domestically as well. Nice, very good. And we'll go ahead and put other resources, there are tons of them um, on the website. So definitely go ahead and check that out. But to wrap things up, this has been a very good conversation. Definitely, thank you so much for holding this space with us. Again, thank you, Danny, for being our very first guest. We hope you had a good time. <laughs> I did. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed our conversation. Very good. Well, listeners, thanks for listening to this podcast. We hope you enjoyed it as well. Be on the lookout for next month's episode so we can talk more about where to next. <laughs>